Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Precious Father, we bless you and we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. Daddy, we thank you even for this time of breaking bread. Father, please give us understanding. Father, please give me utterance. And Father, let us hear and understand. My brothers and sisters and myself, let us hear and understand what you want to say today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, beloved. This is Brother Joshua, here again by the mercies of God. Um, we've been talking about the 60-fold return soil of the good ground that our Lord Jesus spoke about. Today, I just want to, before we wrap up, well, wrap up, I guess, temporarily, because the Word of God is is uh, always much deeper than <laughs> that we know. We know in part, uh, basically. Anyway, b before a, a wrap up temporarily uh, on the issue of the faithful, the 60-fold saw, uh, I feel led to speak about ministers concerning or as relates to this categorization. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 28, Paul was speaking. He said, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Uh, this is, he was um, speaking uh, to some church elders and he was uh, you 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 can read that Acts chapter twenty uh, from verse seventeen I should say yeah from seventeen uh, from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church so he's talking to the elders of the church uh, the ones that are over the household of God and his his. Uh, speech, one of the things he says, he said that you take heed to themselves and to the flock. Uh, as ministers of God, we have to take heed to ourselves and also take heed to the flock. Take Paul, Paul, Paul took heed to himself. He spoke about how he buffets himself so that not after he has preached to others 
that he becomes a castaway. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to take heed to yourself. Uh, you, you can see that in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 27, Paul says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So, we have to take heed to ourselves and also take heed to the flock. Uh, Brother Josh, what are you saying? Where are you going with that? Well, uh, we're going somewhere. Don't forget we're talking about the faithful, the faithful, the 64 returned soul. Now, the uh, let me read that again, Acts twenty twenty eight. Take heed unto therefore, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. There's a key word there. He has made the ministers, the elders, to be overseers of his flock. And it continues to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Now, in Luke 12, 42, Luke 12, 42, the Lord says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household? That's the overseer again to give them their portion of meat in due season. That's the feeding again. Let's read that. Let's read that one more time. Luke 12, 42. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? The overseer is over the household of God, uh, or I should say a section of it, wherever section you find yourself, in your local assembly or um, in your over a geographical area, or you're saying something like I'm doing now and somebody's listening to me. Take heed. Take heed. Be careful how you watch or you feed the church of God. You have to feed the church of God and give them their portion of meat in due season. Now, in both in in both scriptures, Acts twenty twenty eight and Luke twelve forty two, the overseers are to feed the church of God. They have oversight over the flock, and the ruler in Luke twelve of the household is to give the portion of meat in due season. But the Lord said specifically, Luke twelve forty two, that that ruler, that overseer, has to be faithful and a wise steward. Has to be faithful. Here's what the Lord asks. Here's the question again. Who then is that faithful and wise steward? So what are we saying? As a minister of God, you cannot, I cannot 
afford to be on the 30-fold return soil. We are to, by the grace of God, be operating by the grace of God at least from the 60-fold return soil, from the category of the faithful ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let, let's go on. We'll, we'll see in a minute. We'll see more. First Corinthians 4, verse 1 to 2 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Beloved, it's a requirement as a steward, as a ruler over God's household, as an overseer over God's household, as one he has entrusted to feed his flock. It is required that we be found faithful. Not just a confession of faith. And we're made righteous. We should be found faithful. Uh, okay. Let's see First Timothy 1.12. Paul says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. Who has enabled me. Beloved, everything is by the enablement of God. Is by grace. But God can enable you doesn't mean you're doing what he's enabled you to do. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be sitting on your couch and God has enabled you because you are not lame, because you're not a quadrupedic, because your hands and feet are walking right, meaning he has enabled you he has given you the ability to get up from your couch, turn that TV off, and clean your room. Mm-hmm. He has enabled you to get up from your couch, get a broom, and sweep your room, a vacuum room, whatever you want to use. He has enabled you to get up and go clean your bathroom. Uh, but it doesn't mean you're cleaning anything. It doesn't mean you're getting up. Because you may still sit down there with the remote in your hand and watch repeat episodes of your favorite TV show. Or something on the internet. Oh, help me, Jesus. I'm glad, beloved, that if you're mad at me, you can't hit me. Because this is a recording. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul says, 1 Timothy 1.12, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. After the Lord strengthened Paul, Paul used the strength 
to do what the strength was for. Oh well, we've talked about that before. Let me leave that alone. Now, what I was looking for there is for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Beloved, if you and I in the ministry, it is a requirement by the enablement of God, by the mercy of God, by the grace of God, that we must be faithful. Not the Christian 30-fold return righteous that is on the borderline. Mm-hmm. They may dip to 29-fold today and come back to 31-fold next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's risky living, beloved. Because the 29-fold doesn't count. It's counted as having zero return on the seed. Is either is thirty fold as a minimum, then there's sixty fold as a median, and there's a hundred fold as your max. Is that simple? Okay, let me put it this way. Okay. The Lord's word is his word. We have to deal with it and live by it. We can't mess with it. What am I saying? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they, you and me, that dwell therein. So it is his world and it is what he says and how he has determined things that we need to find out, know, and live by. Not say, that's not fair. Uh, really? You want to be like Job? You think you are fairer than God? Oh, well, I don't want to digress. Let me leave that alone. Ministers, it is a requirement from us, for us, that we must be found faithful. And again, the Lord has already made provision for us to be faithful, to be found faithful. First Timothy 1.12, I just read it, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me. Paul doesn't say, hey, I did it. No, no. I did it because he enabled me because he did it in me because he gave me what I needed to do what he said to do praise the Lord let's move on Let, let's look at 1st Timothy 3 1 7 again the 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 focus of of this short um, episode before we leave the issue of the faithful is that ministers of God, this is their base, this is the base level, I should say, that they have to live by, ministers of God. 
O servant of God, O man of God, O woman of God, don't be pointing at a newborn baby and say, you know, we're all sinners and they're all doing stuff and you're doing the same thing. No man of God. It is required of ministers that we must be found faithful and faithfulness is in the doing. Listen to the previous episodes and catch up. And I pray also, beloved, I, 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 I really hope, I believe that you have your Bibles with you so we can all read along. First Timothy 3 verse 1 to 7, the Bible says, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, that's a minister, he desires a good work. And he goes on to say, uh, verse 2, he should be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not guilt, guilt, greedy, I should say, of filthy looker, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruled well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? That is that house concept again of overseer of the flock of God and ruler over the household of God. But listen to verse 6, 1 Timothy 3, 6. The bishop must not be a novice, N-O-V-I-C-E. Less being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Now, what 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 is all that about? There, there are two things there I want us to to look at very quickly. The verse 6 of 1 Timothy 3 says that the bishop must not be a novice. Well, what's a novice? A novice, you know what a novice is, is a newcomer, a beginner to the faith. You know, a novice is, uh, uh, let's say I'm starting to be a car mechanic. I don't know anything about cars, and the first day I show up, at uh, mechanic school and they say hey uh, Josh give me that wrench give me that uh, spanner or that socket and uh, give me that number 10 I said Num- number 10 what's that I say yeah there's a number on it and I look for it I say oh okay you see I'm a novice and I'm in mechanic school uh, but I'm a novice I'm just starting after two weeks, I'll probably still be a novice because it's a process. Now, what is it saying? It said the bishop cannot be a novice. A novice is your beginner, your expert, or your master expert. Yeah, expert is a good word. Is the top mechanic. But there are folks, different grade or gradations in between. They are all mechanics, you can say that, but one is a novice, one is an expert. He's saying the bishop, yeah, they are all 
Christians, your new babes in Christ, and your saints that have been there, and they've matured. But there's a gradation in between, but the minister cannot be at the base. He says he cannot be a novice. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 1-2. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Paul says, I couldn't talk to you guys because you guys were babes. And look at what he said in verse 2. And I fed you with milk. Very important. And not as and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. What is he saying? Paul is saying, Being fed with milk is symptomatic of being a babe in Christ. You cannot feed a babe, a newborn baby, or a baby of a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month. There are certain things you cannot feed them with. You cannot give them uh, a chicken leg to go snack on. No, you're looking for trouble. You can't give them a a a, a piece of 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 beef with a bone in it. You're looking for trouble. No, you give them milk. And the Bible is saying here in First Corinthians three one to two, it says these are babes in Christ. They are babes. They are in Christ, but they are babes. They're in Christ, but they're babes. See, like the guy I told you about was in mechanic school. Yeah, yeah, he's in mechanic school and he's known on learning some mechanical stuff, how to fix cars and do all those repairs. The fact that he's in the school, well, you can call him a trainee mechanic. There's a mechanic to his name. <laughs> but he's a babe mechanic. So, babes in Christ take milk. But why is that important, Brother Josh? That was First Corinthians 3, 1 to 2. Let's read Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers. What's a teacher? A teacher is part of the fivefold ministry that is supposed to be over the household of God. Your apostles, prophets, teachers, uh, evangelists, and um, pastors. Uh, we see that in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. So, the, these these are the offices of the ministers, the stewards that are over the household of God. Now, Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. For when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and I become such as have need of milk. Here's that milk again. And not of strong meat. 
For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. What is this saying? Let me read verse 12 again. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, beginning of verse 12, skip to the end of verse 12, they have need of milk. So the teacher doesn't need milk. If you are on milk, you cannot be a teacher. The teacher has grown beyond milk and can now serve milk. Mm-hmm. A baby breastfeeding, or let me say that in proper English, a baby being breastfed cannot breastfeed another baby. Again, that's different from being a witness. I don't want us to mix that up. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. A witness, W-I-T-N-E-S-S, a witness tells what God did for them. Anybody can do that. That's different from ministry here we're talking about in terms of your apostle, your prophet, your teacher, your evangelist, uh, and your uh, pastor. So that's, that's, that's different. That's different. A baby being breastfed cannot breastfeed. A baby that breastfed and has grown from being a baby can now breastfeed. Not just breastfeed, can also cook up a meal with strong meat in it. Now, okay, let, let me hurry along. We, that, I said there were going to be two quick things we're going to look at in 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 7. Uh, we looked at the first one now, verse 6, where he talked about the bishop should not be a novice. And verse 7 of 1 Timothy 3 says, Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without. What is he saying? He's saying, um, look, as a steward, we have to work faithfully and have a good report of those that are without. Now, uh, we can look at a quick example in Daniel chapter 6, verse 4 to 5. You know Daniel. The Bible says the president, because the king had made him basically head over all the other uh, rulers or sub-rulers, if, 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 if you please, in the kingdom. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against uh, Daniel. This is Daniel chapter 6. This is verse 4 and 5. Now, Daniel himself, maybe we should start from 2. Daniel himself was a president. Let me just start from verse 1. He pleased Darius 
Daniel 6 from 1. He pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Verse 2, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first. Now, the king is the overall head. If you look at your organogram, he's at the top. Then underneath the king are three presidents. That's the title he gave them. You may call them vice presidents if you would. But the f- And Daniel was one of those three. But even among those three, he was first among the three. It was these three that now were in charge of, uh, in charge over all the princes in the kingdom. But in, in priority was the king Darius, then Daniel, and the two other presidents, then you have the other princes. Now, verse 4 says the presidents, the other two presidents, and the princes, all the other rulers underneath them, sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no occasion nor fault for as much as he was what? Faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Verse 5. Then said this man, we shall not find an occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. You see, those heathen men, they found something out. They said, you know what? In fact, they made a confession of what they found out. They confessed that Daniel was a faithful man. They couldn't find any error or fault in him. This was not the Jews saying that. This was the heathen saying that. So when when First Timothy 3 verse 7 says, the bishop must have a good report of them that are without. You can't have a good report, old man, a woman of God, if you're not a faithful person. You cannot. The faithful person has a good report because that's what these people said. Look at Daniel 6 verse 4. Let me read, let me read it again. They could find no occasion or fault for as much as he was faithful why couldn't they find occasion of fault against him because the faithful person back to what we've been talking about has a strong fear of God when you have a strong fear of God the book of Proverbs says by the fear of the Lord men depart from evil by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So whether they're in the public or the private place, the fear of God makes them run from evil. It's a good fear, the Bible says. David says that the fear of the Lord is clean. We've talked about all that before. So what are we saying? As ministers of God, we have to be faithful. It is a requirement it's a requirement. It's a requirement. Not just righteous. Because like we read, Peter said, if the righteous scarcely be saved, oh Lord help me, if the righteous scarcely be saved, beloved, if you are barely keeping yourself above water and you are almost drowning, how are you going to save somebody that is drowning? 
How? Uh, beloved, that's that. That's gonna be an uphill tax. <sighs> oh well. Let me read it quickly. First Peter four eighteen. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? O man and woman of God, if you are scarcely saved as the righteous, how are you going to save others? By the mercies of God. How? Because you are drowning. How? You're almost becoming a castaway. You are, you are going underwater and you're coming back up. You, you're bubbling, you know, almost drowning. How are you going to save others? Because you are living right there in the land of the 30-fold return. On the borderline between salvation and damnation. If the righteous scarcely be saved, almost didn't make it. Because they are 29 fold today and 30 fold tomorrow, and, and 28 next tomorrow, and 27 the day after that, and 31 next week. Ah, no, beloved. No. No. Lord, help me. Again, I'm not talking about being a witness. I'm talking about ministers. And it's important to make that distinction. A minister should always be a witness. But a witness is not necessarily a minister. In the book of Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, the Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Being a minister has some other duties that have to be met. You are dishing out the word of God. And God says you need to study. Yes, the Holy Ghost, Ghost is given to teach you all things, but you need to study. That is that grace works dynamic again. Not the works of the flesh. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't even go there. Grace and the works that grace will make you do. Oh, well. Just go listen to the previous episodes below. You get it. I mean, l- let's look quickly on that point. Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 20. And and I'll round up in this episode by the grace of God. Mark 5, 20 is the story of the madman of Gadara. And they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And the man that had the unclean spirit, you know the story. And the demons were cast out. And let's jump now. The reference is verse 1 to 20, Mark uh, 5. But when we jump to verse 
15. You know what? 13, Jesus gave them leave and demons left the man. Verse 15, they came to Jesus. They saw the man that he was possessed with the devil, that he was in his right mind, but were afraid. Then verse 18, and when Jesus was come to the ship, he was going back to the ship to sail back. He that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Ah, yes, when the Lord does something for you, beloved. <laughs> ah. He that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Verse 19, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and listen now, Tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and how he had compassion on thee. Beloved, that's a witness. That's a witness. That's a witness, beloved. You don't need Greek and Hebrew to be a witness. You don't you don't you don't need to uh do nothing else but to tell what God has done for you. The woman by the that he met by the well, the Samaritan woman, she went to tell what God did f for her, what things the Lord Jesus spoke to her. That's a witness. A minister, it doesn't necessarily mean there's a they are a minister. What am I saying with that? You can get saved today and be a witness today. You can get saved right now and be a witness right now. To be a minister, the Bible says, it should not be a novice. The Bible says, you need to study so that you can rightly divide the word of truth. Beloved, I, I, I pray and hope you get the difference. And the Bible says in verse 20 of Mark chapter 5, And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis, listen now, how great things Jesus had done for him. That was his whole message. He says, look what the Lord has done for me. He set me free. That was his message. He wasn't preaching nothing else. He said, look at what this Lord Jesus has done for me. So, beloved, when the Lord has done something for you, unless he tells you otherwise, he may. He may. There are some instances in the scriptures where he charges some people not to say but you can be a witness. But a minister, beloved, it is required that you and I be found faithful. God bless you, beloved. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
You are named of the Lord and he will bless you. He suffers no man to do you wrong. He rebukes kings for your sake, saying, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Beloved, nobody's going to harm you and you will not harm yourself. The Bible says, They that know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. So, beloved, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose I am and to whom I belong, I charge you to go and do exploits in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.